That's why we praise him. You can have a seat. As you have a seat, turn to a neighbor, tell him welcome home, because you're glad to see him. Even if it's your husband or your wife, you're glad she's here. I'm uh, glad you're here. My name is Monty. I'm one of the pastors at Meadows Church, and uh, I love telling you welcome home, especially if you're a first-time guest. If this is your first time, um, we want to connect with you. These green cards, I got one here. They're in the chair backs. There are guest services, but you got to fill it out and turn it into guest services, the green table, and uh, because we want to give you a gift for being here. And I, wa- I want to welcome everybody online. There's, we got on, Our online audience is growing like crazy. In fact, give them a shout. Will you guys in the room? We're so grateful for you watching, listening, wherever you're at. If you're doing it maybe live on Sunday or you're watching this possibly two years from now, we don't know, but we're glad you're here. And we thank you for connecting with us. And we want to connect with you as well. So um, shoot us a text or a message and we'll hit you up and see what God's doing in your life or what he wants to do. We know it's good. We know that he's called us as a church to lead people to his son Jesus and to their God-given purpose. Say purpose. Man, you've got a purpose. Hey, check this out. Last weekend was our first Sunday of 2021, and uh, we had our first decision for Christ. So it's awesome. Hey, hand me that pop there, that mug. We, uh, I love it. We, we're celebrating with, we're going to have new merch next week, and we're so super excited about that. So uh, today we have a teaser. We have um, these tumblers, and they're awesome. They say Meadows Church, and then they say Live Your Purpose. And you see, this is kind of our mantra. You see it on a lot of things that we put out because we truly want you to live your purpose. Like we believe that the closer you get to Jesus, the more your purpose is revealed and the more you're living the abundant life that he's purposed and planned for you. So these babies, like, I mean, these are out there. Limited supply today, 10 bucks. I got a free one. Anybody want it? Oh, that hand went up first right there. Sorry, there are advantages sitting up front. There are advantages, I'm just saying. We always pack the back, but... uh I'm excited that you're here. I'm telling you that today marks a day um, where we start 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. And if you haven't got your book yet, pick it up at, in the Welcome Center. Um, they're free online. You can go to meadows.church breakthrough and you can get a copy, probably sent to you in a couple days. Um, we, we, you have to have this. So, because it's crucial and it's so simple and easy, like today's day one. So you go to day one, you read it, and then you go to the website, meadows.church slash breakthrough, and you go to the audio and listen to it. And it's like two, three minutes. And then you just say a prayer and uh, you're good. And watch what God does. But when we do it together, collectively in agreement as believers, and if you're not a believer and you're here today, praise God, you're here. Let's watch what God does. I'm just excited that you're here. But this is huge, and this starts today. Prayer and fasting. Yeah, I know, I said the F word. Fasting starts today. And I pray that you're going to fast along with us. My family and I had to hit Cold Stone for the last time uh, last night. So we don't care how cold it is. It's never too cold for ice cream, amen? Amen. Man, geez. So the fasting, we have different plans on the website. And you can go again to that same website and you click on the fasting tab at the bottom and it'll give you different plans that you can pick from to fast. It might be food. That's pretty common. That's how Jesus and others did it in the word of God. But you can fast from uh, social media, technology, TV, a lot of different things that you can give up. I I see it like this. Fasting is giving up something that you love. I mean, I I, I love food and or, or whatever you love for someone you love more. Giving up something you love for someone you love more. And I love that because when you give up something and you sacrifice, and maybe you're struggling in that, you probably will, 
you go to God. You pray to God. You connect with God. It draws you closer to God. At least it should. Otherwise, it's just a diet. And I don't want to just diet. I, I want to get closer to God. And I hope you do too. The first time I ever fasted, I'll just tell you this. I was probably eight years old. And it was, it was Lent. I grew up Catholic. So the 40 days before Easter is Lent. And I gave up candy. And you would have thought I gave up like... I mean, just my soul. It was the hardest thing ever done at eight years old. So, but I gave up candy, and I gave it up for 40 days. I remember walking down the stairs, and it was Easter Sunday. And I, I, I probably ran down the stairs. And my mom was like, Happy Easter. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Where's the goods? Okay, where's the sprees, the Reese's, the Kit Kats? I'll shove my face in all of it. I didn't care. It was a struggle. But when you give up something you love for someone you love more, does anybody know that, that we need prayer right now? In our nation? In our world? This is it. This is it. This is the most important series I've ever taught. 21 days of breakthrough prayer starts today. And, and, and we have, I know we have extra books out there, so I'll even say it. If maybe you got someone that will do it with you and they haven't come to the church yet, bring them a book. That might get them through the doors and get them closer to God, and they can do this along with you. I just want God, I just, God is wanting us to show up in such a mighty way. And I want that. And for those of you that you've given back to God, the reason we can do stuff like we do and, and, and give things away and continually do ministry, not just to reach you, but reach the thousands online that we reach, is because of the way that you give back to God through the church. It's absolutely essential and it's absolutely appreciated. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm just telling you, you can't outgive God. So whether you give in the vases in the back or many, most of you give online or text to give, it doesn't matter how you do it. And maybe you've never done that. Maybe God will lead you through prayer and fasting to, to trust him in that avenue for the very first time. I'm telling you, God, it, it moves the heart of God. He loves a cheerful giver. And God, when we, and you're, and you're investing in nothing, you're, there's nothing more powerful than the kingdom of God. There's nothing more uh, eternal than the church of God. And when you invest in that, you're investing in eternity. And I love that. So we're gonna go to prayer. Such a big day. I'm so grateful that you're here. I, I, I read my day one today, and uh, I'll read you a piece, a piece of it that stood out to me in the book. It says, what in life could compare with... My thumb. What in life could compare... Now I need light. There we go. <laughs> what in life... I'm getting old. What in life could compare with God? What could possibly mean as much as us connecting with God himself... Him touching us through the presence and the power of prayer. This church is a gift. The gift of prayer. Being allowed to walk with an almighty God in his presence. And to be with him. This is really our first calling. It is. Your number one purpose in life, do you know what it is? It's to glorify God. It's your number one purpose. You know how one way you can glorify God? Spend time with him. I want to pray for you, and then we'll pray the Lord's Prayer, which we're pulling apart in the series. So, so again, let me recap. 21 days of prayer. You're reading a day in this book. You're watching online, for, you're, or you're listening online to the audio. You're praying. You're engaging on the weekend service, and you're fasting. You're giving up something you love for someone you love more. Let me pray for you, and then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer. Father, I thank you so much for your word and your truth. We're giving you glory. The glory didn't start when we, when we broke out the song. The glory didn't start like when we, you know, when we, when we um, walked through the doors. 
the glory started when we, when we woke up this morning and we breathed our first breath. We give you glory, Father, because you are everything. You are, I want you to be our everything. Father, you know that our country needs prayer. You know that our world needs prayer. You know that our lives need prayer and our families need prayer. God, we come to you right now asking you to do what only you can do. We, we believe in the power of prayer and we're declaring it through the way that we're gonna go to you through for 21 days together collectively in agreement. We're gonna go to you and we're gonna give up something we love for someone we love more. We're gonna fast for you, God. And we, we pray that you will draw us close to you, that we will cling to you and that you will move in such a mighty way. I love, we, we, keep, we keep praying for breakthrough. We keep praying for miracles. We keep praying for you, God. Show up in our country. Do something that only you can do. And it's like, God, I believe with all my heart. You're looking at us saying, show up in the world. Do something that only I, I can do through you. It's what you're saying. It isn't up to you. You've done your part. You'll do your part. It's up to us. Will we humble ourselves? Will we pray? Will we fast? Will we seek your face? Will we turn from the things that we know aren't good for us? If we do those things, you said something. I will show up. I will show off. And, and you will see my glory and my power like never before. We want that. God, we want revival. We talk about revival, but I, I believe that it depends on us and what we do. How we seek you, how we pray, how we fast, how we glorify you through the way that we live and the way that we love and the way that we worship and why I'm so excited right now God is there are people here today and, and one of the number one steps to seeking your face is stepping in the bride of Christ and, and worshiping you and so many people right now aren't here why I don't know it's easier to sleep and I get it it's easier to watch something else on YouTube than it is to click on a church service but God when we seek you when we take time for you oh Thank you for everybody watching online. Thank you for everyone here today. God, do what only you can do through your word. 21 days. It's not going to end at 21 days. This is the springboard into purpose, into new life, into hope, into second chances, God. Have your way. Have your way. Do your thing. We'll give you all the glory because you deserve it, Father. And now, church, let's pray a prayer that you're going to learn more about today. It's called the Lord's Prayer, and if you don't know it, we're going to just put it on the screen. Just read it. It's okay. But let's pray in agreement. Let's pray as a family. And let's pray boldly before the throne of God, believing that these aren't just words that we're saying because we memorized them when we were nine years old. But they're words that literally move the heart of God and, and, and engage us with Him and build our relationship with Him. Listen to the words that you're going to say. Let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be my name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Say 21 days, 21 days. See, what, what, I understand something. When you say that and I say that, I literally believe that everything can change in the next 21 days. I, I really do. Like I, that is how much I have put my chips all in in this series. 
okay, I put my chips all in in God. I just believe it wholeheartedly. I'm excited, I'm expectant, I'm a little freaked out, and that's all good. So, we're in a series about prayer, and uh, let's be honest, we talked about, like, most people have prayed, we, we talked about that last week, um, and I think a lot of people have had not only experiences with prayer, but like weird experiences with prayer. And, or maybe it's just me, you tell me, I'll give you a, a one or two of mine that are, I have always never left my mind. When I was in rehab the second time, um, welcome to Meadows Church. When I was in rehab the second time, uh, I, I was there for like a day or two and I was really struggling, you know, just wanting to kill people. And I mean, seriously, I was like in a bad place. And the counselor is a spiritual rehab and the counselor comes up to me and he's like, I need to pray with you. I said, all right, yeah, whatever, you do what you got to do. And he says, all right. And he, and he, and he grabs my hand, and I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen next. And literally, he grabs my hand with one hand, and his other hand goes like this on my head. And he's like, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I was like, wait a second here. I mean, I didn't say it, but I thought it. Number one, why are you slapping me alongside the head? I don't even understand it. Number two, how do you turn Jesus into a four-syllable word? Jesus, I mean, it's just really two syllables. But, I mean, what is wrong? And why did your voice change? You went from a normal human to like, oh, so like some Southern Baptist preacher. I don't even know. I don't even get it. It was weird. So that's one experience I had. Another one was I was in a group of people. We were in a meeting. And after the meeting, we, we pray together. We circle up and we pray. Well, and we join hands in prayer. And I, I literally could not believe, I got in the middle of Hans and Franz. Like these, these two guys, one might have been a girl, I don't even know. If, I don't know, I don't know. But they grabbed my hand like they thought I was gonna try and escape. You know, I don't know if they were like showing their dominance over me or what the deal was, but they, like literally just cranky, both of them. And I'm like, whatever, okay, you're, you're a big tough guy. So one of the guys is praying, of course the longest prayer I've ever heard. And he's praying, and my nose is starting to run. So I don't, I don't know if I had a cold or maybe it was the pain from them squeezing my hand and I was crying. I don't know. But my nose was running and the prayer kept going. And I, so I'm doing, but eventually the, I couldn't keep up. And pretty soon it's like, I could see it on the end of my nose. And I'm like, and I, I don't have a Kleenex. And even, even if I had a Kleenex, I couldn't get my hands free. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to just let it, just whatever. You want to keep praying? I'm going to just let it go. Soon enough, drip. It was so embarrassing. And I'm looking at people. I'm like, are people watching me drip? What was my option, though? My only other option would have been, like, the old farmer blow. Like, you know, just let, that would have really ended the prayer right there. So I just let it just drip on the floor. I didn't care. But, I, you know, so anyway, we, maybe it's just me that has those stories, but welcome to my world. I, prayer makes people weird sometimes. And, um, but, but Jesus made prayer cool. Like, Jesus made prayer a, 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 a he taught us to pray. That's what the whole series is about, about. Remember, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And Jesus starts to unpack something, and he does it in a way, like most of us, let's be honest, when we pray, at least this has been me many, many times. When I pray, I go to God, and we talked about this. God, I need you to work. Like, like, like Father, my prayer would be something like, Father, I need you to work and move in my marriage. Uh, not so much me, but my, my spouse, man. You know how messed up they are, God. He, fix that in Jesus' name. And God, my kids, same prayer, ditto for them. I'm not the one who needs the help they do. So in Jesus' name, God, my finances, I still haven't got the Powerball numbers from you. I'm gonna need those downloaded in Jesus' name. You know, so it's always about God. What can you do for me? But Jesus was so countercultural. Jesus started this prayer by, by talking about God and how it's all about him. 
And, and it led us to the main point of last week. And I'll tell you what it was again in case you missed it or you weren't here. You were sleeping in and being a heathen, whatever. So prayer is not about a result. Prayer is not about a result. It, it does produce results. I believe that with all my heart, but that's not what it's about. It's about a relationship. Say relationship. It's about a relationship. This is so key that we get this. And it leads me already to one of the main things. I was going through the message with Sarah. We go through it every week. And I, was, I had this way at the end. And, I, and Sarah's like, you got to move it way up. You guys got to hear this right away. Because I wanted to share this last week too. It's one of my, this is like the theme for the entire series, I think. And I finally get to show it to you. So, and it's all about the result thing. Because we think breakthrough, say breakthrough. See, breakthrough prayer, you want breakthrough in your life. You do. You want breakthrough in the United States. You want breakthrough in, in maybe your family or in your kid or in your finance. There's an area that you want breakthrough. But I'm going to tell you something. We think breakthrough is going to begin when God shows up. Breakthrough begins when God answers the prayer, when I get what I want, when, when this happens and that person's in. That's when breakthrough begins. Breakthrough doesn't begin when your prayer gets answered. Breakthrough begins when your prayer gets prayed. Okay, breakthrough begins when it gets prayed. This is so key. Like when you get on your knees and you pray, breakthrough's beginning, breakthrough is happening. It's, this is why I'm so excited about 21 days. You got to do this with me. We got to do it together. It's an agreement together. It's so powerful. It's what the Lord's prayer is all about. It's so, so let's say it together. Can we put it up on the screen? Love praying. So I pulled it right out of New King James. Um, so it's gonna, there's a few words that are different than what we prayed earlier. Same meaning. Let's pray this together. It's up. All right, ready? Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There it is. There is the prayer that Jesus taught. And what I want to do for, the, for like the rest of this series is pull that apart in maybe a way that you've never even looked at before. Maybe a perspective that you've never seen it before. Like last week, if you were here, you're watching online. Last week, you know how far we got? Our Father, okay? This series might take 21 weeks. I don't know. Our Father. But it was so rich because you can park at our and say, oh my gosh, he's not just your Father or your Father, but as believers, he's our Father. And then we looked at the Father piece, and we learned last week that God is a God to all, but he's only a Father to some. Now, if that doesn't make sense to you, I don't have time to pull it apart. You've got to watch the message of last week. Prayer, what's the purpose? You watch that because these go together. But he's the father or he's the God to all, but he's only father to some. And that is crucial that you know that. So let's start with where we're at right now. Our father in heaven. In heaven. Okay, so there's a heaven that is real. That's what the prayer is telling me. Heaven is a place. Heaven is a thing. Okay, God is there because it says our Father in heaven. So he's in heaven. The, the Son sits at the right hand of the Father as I'm talking to you right now. And the Holy Spirit, the third person of this trinity, we call it, is he's, he's everywhere, right? He's God everywhere. So, but God the Father is in heaven. So heaven, just think about that for a second. We, we brush by this. Our Father who art in heaven. No, 
far as heaven. And, and this isn't it. My gosh, I hope I don't have to talk you into believing that. This ain't it. Okay, this world is not it. Like, this world, I'll just be straight with you. This world can suck. Okay, but if you think about it, if the world didn't suck, like, we'd all fall off. And, and that would suck, you know? Gravity's a good thing. So, uh, you'll catch that later. It's okay. So, uh, <laughs> the world, this is the difficult place. And, and here's what I know. Even if you had everything that you wanted in this world, let's say you had the perfect marriage, and you had the perfect kids, and you had all the money you wanted, and you had the perfect house. Okay, it's, it's laughable what I'm saying. But let's say that all happened, and everything lined up the way that you wanted. Do you know what I know? you would still be discontent. In fact, you would probably be more discontent than a lot of people because you're saying, oh my gosh, I got everything that I've been asking for. God has really given me all of this and I'm so blessed. But yet the more successful you are, we've learned this in another message, the more successful you are, the more you realize how this isn't heaven, the more discontent you can be. It's like the illustration I gave one time about a fish. Take a fish out of the ocean. And you say, fish, I'm going to make this so good for you. I'm going to give you everything a fish could want. I'm going to put you on the beach. I'm going to give you a nice lawn chair. I'm going to give you um, a cooler, cooler full of Corona. Actually, that's not the right beer to even talk about right now. A cooler full of Bud Light. And, and I'm going to give you a copy of Playfish magazine. You should just be the happiest fish in the world. Is the fish happy? No. The fish is not only discontent, the fish is dying. Why? Because the fish wasn't created for the beach. See, the fish was created for the ocean. This world is not your home. That's what I'm telling you. I'll never stop telling you that. You weren't created for this world. You're in it. We need to make the best of it. That's why we're going to God in prayer. But I'm telling you, this isn't your home. And if you're a child of the king, if Christ is your savior, guess what? Heaven, a place that I'm learning in the Lord's prayer is real, is our home. This is so amazing. So let's keep moving. Hallowed, say hallowed. You've, I bet you've hardly ever said that name besides the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed. <laughs> I, okay, real quick. Uh, a kid was in kids' ministry. This is just made up story. It's just not really, didn't really happen, but it's funny. So a kid was in kids' ministry, and he goes to his mom. Mom, I love kids' ministry. I love church. Meadows Church, greatest church in the world. Uh, it's my story, so I can say whatever I want. So greatest church in the world, and I love it. And, and I learned that God is an artist, and he created uh, the mountains and sculpted them in the sky. He painted it. He's an incredible creator, incredible artist, isn't he, Mom? And she's like, yes, I love that you learned that. Oh, that's a great church. Meadows Church is the best church in the world. I love it, I love it, I love it. And yes, he is an artist, son. And I, and, and I love that you know he paints and he sculpts and he says yeah mom and I know they taught me that his name is Harold and she's like what yeah God's name is Harold okay okay I'm gonna call the pastor what Harold yeah mom our father who does art in heaven Harold be thy name she's like no 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 you're not saying it quite right so that was supposed to be way funnier but that's okay maybe the 11 o'clock service will get it so um you know you know the only time you maybe have ever said the word hallow is Halloween Right? That's the, so hallow, you know what Halloween is? Halloween is a, a word that is actually broke. If you break it down, it's all hallowed eve. Okay, all hallowed eves. That's what it means. So it's, it's an eve of something. So if October 31st is that, November 1st must be something. November 1st is something. It's called All Saints Day. You could call it All Hallowed Day. So hallow, let's just define it. It means holy. It means revered. It means honored. 
So that's why on November 1st, this religious holiday, it's all Saints Day, all Holy Day, all Hallow Day. In the eve, Halloween. So, I mean, if you really want to honor Halloween, you should be dressing up like St. Teresa, St. Patrick, St. Peter. Come on. I dressed up like a Catholic priest one time. That was about as close as I got. And uh, nothing about that night honored God. I'm just going to tell you that. I had, a little, I had a little thing of holy water. It said holy water on it. Only I put 100 proof schnapps in it. And I was spraying it in people's mouths. Anyway, so I'll answer to God for that night. I just know that. So nothing was good about that night. So <laughs> what was I saying? Okay, so hollow. You're, you're learning something about Halloween. You're getting a little history lesson. And you're also learning that hallowed, holy be your name. You're revered, you're holy, you're great, you're God. We are giving God reverence when we say hallowed. That's I, I wrote down, we're declaring his holiness, we're honoring his position, and God loves that. He loves when we worship him. I told you earlier, it's your number one purpose in life is to worship God. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. So we'll keep moving. Hallowed be your name. Okay, if we pause and we take this prayer slow, which is how you should do it, I mean, you can either pray to rush it or you can pray to get a relationship from it. You have a choice. This is why we're pulling this apart so methodically. But God has a name. We learned that. God, you have a name. Hallowed be your name? Like, I thought it was just God. No, it's not. Like, God, not only does he have a name, he has names. Plural. You read the word of God, you can, they list them. And I could, I could, I could get really theological with you and, and, and talk about the Hebrew and that, that God in Hebrew is Jehovah and Jehovah Jireh means God provides and Jehovah Shalom means God is peace. I'm going to give you some names of God. I won't do it in Hebrew because I'd like you to actually understand what I'm saying and maybe take something from it. So listen to a few names of God. This is what you can do when you pray. You, when you declare, I wrote down something else that I thought was good. Speak God's name out loud. Speak God's names out loud. When you proclaim who he is, we not only worship him, but we remind ourselves how powerful and good he really is. Listen to the names of God. God, we'll put them up one at a time. God is peace. So God is your peace in every situation, in every storm, in every struggle. You can have peace regardless of what's going on out here because of God, who's up there and all around here. God is peace. God is provider. God provides all your needs, the word says, according to his glorious riches. He provides for you. God is righteousness. He makes us clean. In fact, he doesn't just clean you up. He makes you new. God, that's what he does. God is sanctifier. Sanctifying means holy, set apart. So he calls us and he sets us apart. The word of God says that God is shepherd. That means that God, he guides us, and God, he leads us. These are the names of the Father. These are the names of God. The word of God says God is healer, that he heals all diseases, all of them. And what isn't healed on earth will be healed in heaven. I guarantee you that. God is healer. God is banner of victory. This is amazing. The Father God has defeated all of our enemies, past, present, and future. And don't, let's not stop there. Don't forget one more. God is love. Say love. God is love. And God didn't just shout his love from heaven, but he showed his love on earth through his son. Love has a name, and that name is...
is Jesus. Oh my gosh. Do you see how it all leads to the sun? It all flows to the sun. These are some of the names of God. So when you park on that and you realize, oh my gosh, I can have all that. He is all that. We'll keep moving. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Okay, pause and think about what we just said. Your kingdom. So God, you have a kingdom? And we're praying for it to come. That must mean that this isn't your kingdom here, but your kingdom is somewhere else. That also must mean that if we pray, we can actually pull the kingdom into earth. Like, like we could have, we could have a, a heaven on earth. Never, never perfectly. It's never going to be exactly heaven because it's earth and it's fallen. But, but we can literally change. We can tilt the balance. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. So God has a will. That's what we just said. And is God's will always done? I, I, I hate when people say, well, God's will is going to be done. No, it's not. If you show up and I show up and do 21 days of prayer, it might be. If we start fasting and getting about the Father's business and seeking his face, it might be. If we repent from the things we're doing, the things we're watching, the things that we're looking at, the things that we're saying, if we start to turn from those, it might happen. It doesn't just happen. Why would we pray for God's will to be done if it's just going to be done? Because it's not being done. That's why you would pray for it. You wouldn't have to pray to God for his will to be done if it was just automatic. It's not automatic. We get to play a part. He's so amazing that he gives us the opportunity to, to connect with him, to, to, to help the will of God happen. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. So what that means is God's will is being done in heaven. It's always done in heaven, and it always will be. So we're in a battle. Hence the title of today's message. We're in a battle between two kingdoms. And the kingdoms that are in a battle, they're not just Republican and Democrat. They're not black versus white. See, the devil wants you to park there and stay there. That's the battle you're in. That's the battle that you fight. This social justice battle. This, this race battle. This political battle. Those are the battles that you're facing on earth. Yeah, it's bigger than that. We're in a battle of good versus evil. I, in fact, I wrote it down this way. We're in a battle. The battle that we're in is that the kingdoms, it's, it's the battle between the way we see the world and the way God sees the world. That's the battle that you're facing. We'll, we see it through our perspective, our lens, our past, our experiences, our circle that we hang out with, our things we watch online, our things that we listen to. That's how we see the world. God's ways are not our ways. Thank God. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And I was praying this week for you, and I said, God, what if you gave us your eyes to see? You know, there's a song, God, give us your eyes to see and all this. Honestly, I think that's, in, I mean, if God gave you his eyes to see, okay, you would, I was going to say something inappropriate, but, you know, it's Meadows Church. You would, you would be freaked out, okay? You, if we saw what God saw, even in the physical realm, oh, my gosh, all the, the things happening in our world, it, you would, you'd be amazed if, if everything was revealed. Oh my gosh, it'd horrify you, I promise you. And it'd also glorify God because there's great things that would be revealed as well. But on the flip side, there's a spiritual battle and that is the battle that we face. And if we saw that, I mean, thank God that we don't have God's eyes to see what everything that he sees because it would overwhelm us. It would overwhelm us. So God, we're praying for God's will to be done. How do you know if God's will is being done? Honestly, how do you know? Like you're praying to God, you're praying this week, you're reading this. How will you know if God's answering your prayer? The I'll tell you, the only way that you're going to know is if you're in the word of God. It's the only way. 
See, I know I'm talking a lot about breakthrough prayer and breakthrough fasting. I need to mention the word of God because if you're not in the word of God, it won't matter because you won't know the will of God. The only way that you're gonna know God's will is to get in God's word because it's impossible to know the will of God unless you're in the word of God. It is impossible. It's impossible. It's the, a woman came up to me one time, and you know, she said, I want you to marry us. I want the church to marry me and my fiance. Well, I knew her fiance. He wasn't a believer in Jesus. He didn't believe anything about the Bible. And scripture is kind of clear that that's not a good idea to put someone who's a believer with a non-believer and connect them. When you know that up front, that's not the best idea. So I told her, I said, I, you know, we can't do that, but let's have conversations. Let's talk. Let's see what God does. And she's like, I prayed about it. And God said, it's okay. Wow, did he? I said, well, what scripture did he give you? And she just sat there and looked at me like, just like, what? what? I said, yeah, what's, I mean, he must, if he spoke to you, I'm sure he's got, you got, uh, it's his word. I'm sure his word backs up his word. At least it should. And, and she paused because I threw her off. And then, she, I mean, she was smart. She said, God, God cares about lost people. And I said, that's true. She, God, she, he sent Jesus to save lost people. I said, he did. You're right. She said, I'm going to get in this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save him. I said, so you're going to save him. I said, you let me know how that goes. Okay, you're going to be a savior? That's, so she did, she did just that. She didn't get married at our church. She got married somewhere else. She was divorced in less than a year. In less than a year, she was divorced. You know, I wanted to call up. I told you so. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Actually, God told her so. I didn't tell her so. God told her so. But how do you know the will of God if you're not in the word of God? That is just your opinion. It's your opinion. That is your kingdom. Now we're back to your kingdom and my kingdom. It's not about God's kingdom. It's not about, I mean, it's what I want. And I'm guilty of this. I'm not pointing the finger at you. Don't, I hope you don't hear that. I'm guilty of this. But Matthew 6.33 is so pivotal and clear. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek God's will above all else. And live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Well, God, I like the everything you need part. I want to park there. God, you'll give me everything I need. You answer, you pray, you ask, you seek, you knock, you'll get. That's what I like. Oh, but the live righteously part? I should stop doing these things and I should start doing these things. Eh. Seek God above all else. Understand those words. Above all else. Above your kids. Above your marriage. God loves your marriage more than you do. He loves your kids way more than you do. You seek him first, things seem to filter down and, and, and end up being okay. There's a reason, there's an order to things. And if God's not first, things will be jacked up in your life and my life. They will be. These are promises from God. So I spent a few moments this week looking at some, some, some of God's will so I could tell you. Like looking in the will of God, God, what do you want? What's important to you? What are your priorities, God, in this world that we live in? Here's what I found. The woman I talked to that wanted to get married, she was right. His priority is saving the lost. Why do you think our, we lead people to Christ and their God-given purpose? Why do you think one of our core, seven core values, one of them is people. P people are why we exist. It's what we do. We'll do whatever it takes to reach them. God cares about saving the lost. God cares for wisdom and guidance for those in authority, parental authority, spiritual authority, governmental authority, work-related authority. We need to pray for our leaders means we're praying for you because you're a leader, whether you know it or not. Um, so leaders matter. Leadership matters. God cares about caring for the poor and the marginalized. He cares about unity. Say unity. The last prayer Jesus prayed before he went to the cross, be unified. Be, 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 be like me and the Father. We are one. I am in him and he in me. That's how you need to be with each other. 
Are we unified in the world? Are we unified in our country? It is, it is, he cares about unity. That's why the prayer of agreement is so powerful. When we agree as believers together, oh my gosh, the, the, it moves the spirit of God. So God, what else do you care about? Justice. Not just the form of social justice that we think about. I'm talking justice the way God sees it. Freedom for those in bondage. He cares about it. Accomplishing his purpose in your life. That you live your purpose. Oh, does the Father care about that? Listen to me. At the end of the day, if your kingdom comes, you lose. If my kingdom comes, I lose. If our kingdom comes, we lose. If our kingdom comes, God's will will not be done. That is a fact. It goes against our very selfish being, my selfish being. That's why this is such a battle. Man, why do you think our political system is so jacked? They're in a battle. Selfishness, desires, greed. I mean, it's just so, it's, it's, it's sin, Man, God, it all, this, the Lord's Prayer, it all begins with God. God's interest, God's name, God's kingdom, God's will. You see the pattern? Okay, well, what about me, God? It's all about our Father, and you're in heaven, and hallowed be your name, and your kingdom coming, your will be done. What about my family that's messed up? What about my mental health that is just completely sideways? What about our finances that are upside down? What about me? Well, actually, in the next few weeks, we're going to get into that a little bit. But I'll tell you something. If today you're overwhelmed with maybe a, a situation in your life, and I'm not saying once in a while, man, I get overwhelmed uh, like you do sometimes maybe too, but I'm talking if you're consistently overwhelmed with maybe whatever your situation is, relational, financial, if it's always overwhelming, you, your God may not be big enough. I posted this on social this week. I, I wrote it down a little bit differently. I think I said, if I can find it, well, no, I did. Your God isn't big enough. And I don't mean that. I'll just get real with you. What the heck? This week, when things were going down at the Capitol, I was, I don't know how to say it. I was not phased. And I was almost concerned for myself because I'm like, why does this not? It was, I, you would have thought it was another day. I mean, I remember watching some stuff, seeing some stuff online saw, you know, this breach and, you know, the cast of Duck Dynasty gets led into the Capitol. It was crazy. And, sorry, it's just weird. The greatest secure, anyway. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I just thought, should I care more? I just didn't, I, I don't want to say I didn't care. It didn't phase me at all. It was another day. I just moved on. And then I got on social media, because that's always a good idea. And I get on social media and I see these posts and these people are like, oh my gosh, look what's going on. This is, one, one gal said, I, I've kept quiet on this whole political thing, but I can't keep quiet anymore. And in my head I thought, no, you should really keep quiet. I mean, I just, you know, we really should just maybe be more quiet. But she's going to tell what she thought was happening. And um, <laughs> one, one person posted, this is the worst day in American history. And I thought, do you know American history? You think that's the worst day? I mean, you don't. Ma, I can think of a lot worse days than what we saw this week. And I'm not saying it was good. I mean, don't hear me like, oh, it's no big deal. No, I get it. I just was not impacted by it hardly at all. And I literally had to ask God, God, am I becoming numb to just how messed up we are? Am I becoming callous to the world that I live in? Because I don't want that. I never want to become numb. I never want to become callous to what's happening in your life and my life. That, that's a scary place to be too. 
Then I realized it. I had this peace that, that I, maybe I hadn't had before, and that's what was doing it. It was the peace of God. I was like, what? I, honestly, I was not surprised one bit. I just wasn't. I'm like, it's cool. And I'm not discounting it, okay? Because someone's always going to take something out of context. But I just, I did not freak out. It wasn't the saddest day in history for me. It wasn't. Because I know God is moving behind the scenes. But I'm also not so naive a that I would think, well, it's God's got it all. We just have to sit back. No. If we had had to sit back, we wouldn't need to gather today. I wouldn't give you any books. We wouldn't need to get in the Word. we just sit back and, God, you do your thing. That's not how it works either. Gosh, I just put this peace that I had. That's why I was just like, eh. I mean, I can't do anything about it. I'm in Nebraska. They're in Washington, D.C. I can't do anything. I did. I did put a prayer out. I mean, I did get on social and pray. I mean, that's powerful. I, I better be modeling that. I'm leading the charge, and I believe wholeheartedly in it. But am I going to freak out? Oh, my God. No. No. Listen, at the end of the day, I'll tell you something. If Trump is my president, I will praise God. Now, before you start cheering, if Biden is my president, I will praise God. Not because either of them is my president, but because I know that God is still my king. God is still my father. God is still my rock. God is still my salvation. God is still my God. That's why I praise him. Do I want, some, do I want someone to be president over someone else? Yep. Did I vote for somebody? Yep, I did. You should have too if you didn't. But at the end of the day, I'll do what I can do and I'll trust God to do what I can. That's what you should say too. Listen to me, at the end of the day, the bigger your God, say the bigger my God, the smaller my problems. The bigger my God, the smaller my problems. How big is your God? I'm asking. I, I told you earlier, I put all my chips on the table in this series. Everything. I believe so much in the next 21 days. I just am like, God. And what, whatever happens, I'm going to do my part. I will do everything I can. And you've given me the greatest thing I can do, connect with you through prayer. It's so powerful. King David, he was the second king of Israel. I have to tell you a quick story, and then we're done. David was anointed king. You could say David was the king elect, but he wasn't king. So Saul was the king. David was anointed king. He was, wasn't king. David was getting a lot of attention because David killed a giant named? Yeah, you know the story. So David killed Goliath. and Everybody's like, dang, David, you got it all going on, man. Making him nervous. Hey, his first time up serving. Martine, give it up. Woo! I love when people step into dream teams. I love when people step into their purpose. Um, so David's getting notoriety, and it ticks Saul off. So David's got a lot of attention. And Saul says, I, I, and Saul lost his mind, going a little bit crazy, getting, a, getting drifting from God. That'll make you do some crazy stuff. So, so, so Saul drifts from God, and he wants to kill David. So David's got 3,000 guys chasing him, wanting to kill him. You think you got problems? David had issues. So David's in a cave with a few of his ragtag bunch of guys. 3,000 of Saul's army are, are there to, 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 to kill him, to go after him. He had problems. Do you know what he did during this period? He wrote Psalm 57. I want to read you a few verses in it. Think about this. 
He is going through one of the most difficult periods of his life. The king Elac, not the king, get, getting, getting chased and, and, and his life is in jeopardy. Psalm 57, he cries out, God, have mercy on me. Oh God, have mercy. I look to you. So look, look, who's he looking to? God. Oh, the capital. What's it? Who are you looking to? He looks to God. I will hide beneath your wings until the danger passes. I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose in me. And then listen to him start to get more confident as he prays, as he writes, as he, as he declares. He starts, he starts making declarations. He will send help from heaven to rescue me disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. And then he goes back to like getting vulnerable and real. Listen, verse four. God, I'm surrounded by these fierce lions, these people who greedily devour human prey. Their teeth pierce like spears and arrows. Their tongues cut like swords. But then he goes into this praise. Oh, but God be exalted. Oh, God above the highest heavens, may your glory shine over the earth. Doesn't that sound familiar? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's what he's saying. The Lord's prayer, Jesus hadn't even put it out there yet. David already had the template. Verse 6, my enemies, they've set a trap, God. I'm weary. I'm in distress. Some of you, you're weary. Some of you, you walked in here distressed. You walked in here struggling. David's been there. They've dug a deep pit for me, but they themselves, God, ah, oh, they've fallen into it. And now listen to his confidence. My heart is confident in you, not me, God, you. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. Okay, you're kidding me. You are on the verge of getting murdered and you're singing your praises to God. Sounds like Paul and Silas in jail one time. And then listen to what he says next. Verse eight, this is it, park here. This is what I think God wants us to cry out right now to him. I honestly do. Will we wake up? Will we stop sleepwalking around this world? We're Christians. If you're a Christian, you're a follower of Jesus. David's like, listen to what he says. And this is, I think, God's cry for us. David says, wake up my heart. Wake up, oh liar. Wake up, harp. Wake up the dawn of my song. Like, wake up, keys, he's saying. Wake up the drums, he's saying. I said, wake up the drums, he's saying. Wake up the guitar. Wake up, you. Wake up your hands. Put your hands. He's saying, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Thank you, Lord. I will sing your praises to the nations. That's what he does. And then it happens. It's like God answered his prayer. I'm probably, probably scaring that poor little baby. I'm sorry. That baby's so cute. Um, uh, so who's the scary guy screaming? Anyway, so uh, um, David, you'd think his prayer got, got answered. They're, they're in the cave hiding. Guess who shows up? Saul. With the 3,000 guys. True, this is crazy though. Saul, Saul literally has to go to the bathroom. I'm not making it up. The Bible says he has to relieve himself, so he goes into a cave. And, you know, at least he went into a cave. I mean, my son Jake, he'll backyard, boom, just whatever. So, uh, could be worse. Saul goes into a cave. David's there. And David sees Saul. He's like, oh my gosh, he wants to kill me. And, and if David, and the men, even David's men are like, kill him, kill him. Are you crazy? Kill him. Kill him. This is your chance. And David didn't, David didn't kill him. David cut off a piece of his robe and then showed Saul, Saul, I could have got you, but I didn't. 
And you know why David didn't do it? Now listen to this. Because David knew it wasn't about David's kingdom. It was about God's kingdom. And listen to this. David knew that Saul was still God's anointed. Saul was still God's anointed. Saul was, maybe he wasn't doing everything right, but he was still God's anointed. And David said, that isn't my throne. That isn't my time. That is Saul's. And, and he's my enemy. But God, it's not about David's will. It's about your will. That is so key that we catch that. He knew that Saul was still the guy at that time. So big that we catch this. I mean, the bigger our God, the smaller our problems. Some of you, you walked in here with big problems. Like, like you, you, you feel like maybe the weight of the world is coming down on you. I thought about this because I feel like this too. And it's like the weight of the world is coming and crashing down on me. But I know that my God, he's still, he's still for me. My God is still with me. My God hasn't left me. Some of you, maybe it's like things seem hopeless in an area of your life. Like I am struggling in this area. There is no hope here. But yet you know that God, your God is working behind the scenes. Others, it feels like, oh, everyone's against me. I've got everything coming down on me. Everybody's against me. But yet you know that there's somebody who's for you. Because it says, my God is for you. So you know that even though people are against you, God is for you. And the Bible says, if my God is for me, then who can stand against me? Who? Who? The bigger my God, the smaller my problems. The bigger my God, the smaller my problems. The bigger my God, the smaller my problems. The bigger my God, the smaller my problem. You serve a big God. I know you're overwhelmed in some areas. That's why he brought you here. That's why you're watching. I'm going to pray for you. It's a prayer that kind of covers God's priorities. If you would, just bow your head and close your eyes. Father, we recognize there is no better place on earth than yours. There is no better plan on earth than yours. God, we pray for your will to be done in this world and in our lives. Father, this world is lost, needs you desperately. We pray for every person to know that you, Jesus, you can be our personal Lord and Savior. We pray for our leaders, specifically, or I pray over parents, I pray over spiritual leaders, I pray over governmental leaders, I pray over world leaders, I pray over employers, I pray over leaders in any aspect of life. Father, that you would show them your will through your word. God, get them in your word, get them in your word, get them in your word, help us to do it. Give them supernatural wisdom and discernment as they lead. Father, I wrote this down. We're praying that your heart for justice and unity would be seen in the world through us. That those who are in bondage be set free. That the needs of the poor and marginalized, that they'll be met. Use us to do it. Show us that our role is seeing the realities of heaven come to earth. Oh my gosh. Agents of heaven. We're agents of heaven accomplishing your will on earth. Make your priorities ours. Help us love who you love, value who you value. That would be all people. We give you our lives. Have your way. Give us wisdom and clarity. Show us our next step, God. Help us be um, obedient through the next 21 days, Father. In Christ's name I pray and we all say amen. I close by giving you faith, by instilling faith in you. 
by speaking faith over your life. The Bible says this, faith comes from hearing and hearing the good news about Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, went to a cross and he died there. For me and for you, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm speaking faith over your life. I'm speaking faith into your life that Christ did not stay dead on a cross. But three days later, the greatest miracle in history took place. Three days later, yep, you can do it. Jesus Christ broke forth from the tomb, defeating sin, defeating death. And when you call on his name, he becomes your father. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you've been made right with God and openly declaring your faith that you have been saved. God, I'm telling you, if you are in agreement with that scripture, I need you to get loud for the next 12 seconds. Come on, Jesus. Come on, somebody. The bigger your God, the smaller your problems. The bigger your God, the smaller your problems. The bigger your God, the smaller your problems. That's right. Online. Type I choose Jesus in the comments. I would love to hear from you. I'll pray over you. Here today, you pray with the prayer team. In about two minutes or three minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to do that. In fact, right now, we're just going to play music. Let's just do it right now. Sorry, Kendra, I never prompt you ahead of time sometimes, but if we got prayer team members, just bring them up here. Prayer, prayer room in the back. Let us pray for you. Let us love you. Do not leave here if you need prayer. In other words, no one should leave right away because we all need prayer. I'll be the first one in line, trust me. So, Father, thank you for your goodness and thank you for your grace. Thank you for your word and thank you for your truth. Thank you for our great nation and thank you for the world that you created. It is messed up, Father. That's why we need you. That's why we pray to you. Thank you for the greatest miracle in history, Jesus Christ, alive. There's hope today because he lives today, Father. We give you glory. And for people that are surrendering their lives to him, God, we will never stop declaring that your goodness and your grace and celebrating with the angels and saying the best is truly yet to come. In Jesus' name I pray and we all say amen. Thanks so much for watching today, but don't stop there. We want to invite you to be part of our Meadows family. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our Meadows YouTube channel. That way you don't miss a single video, update, or message. And not only that, share this message with a friend. I encourage you. So many people are looking for hope and encouragement, and you and I have the ability to bring it to them. So again, thanks for watching, and God bless you.